0: Hello and welcome back to episode 7 of the Double Cross Podcast. I am DJ Cadden and I'm joined by my co-host Ryan Haley. And before I let Ryan introduce himself, I am going to give you all an update on the situation with the podcast right now. Because your boy has a kidney stone found out today. So I am in a load of pain. So Ryan is going to take over more of the hosting duties today and kind of guide us through this episode. But Ryan... Hopefully, you're doing better than I am. so how are we feeling?
1: yeah dude I, I am i'm I know I've said it a ton of times off air, but I am so sorry, dude. i send in, uh, hopefully all the listeners agree, but sending in all the good good thoughts and positivity your way I possibly can. All um, the good
0: vibes are appreciated
1: of course they they they're being sent more and more, but yeah, no, happy to take over hosting duties for today and happy to be back. It's been a bit of a layoff. um we've had some stuff going on each respectively the last few weeks, so happy to kind of be back and around for this coming season um and the big week in the world of golf too with this pga tour event um so i'll go ahead and take it away from there uh give dj a chance to rest chime in when he can i'll uh throw i'll throw questions to you sometimes but i'm trying to give you the opportunity to be as uh rested as possible as you possibly can so uh no but this week at the cj cup uh hosted in congaree in south carolina near dj's home um uh, uh, Rory McElroy wins this tournament with rounds of 66, 67, 67, 67 uh, to retake number one in the world. That was the situation coming into the week. If he won and Scotty Scheffler didn't finish solo second, or if he finished solo second and Scotty Scheffler finished worse than T34, uh, this is Rory's second title defense in like five months, and both title defenses have come at different golf courses. He defended the CJ, uh, he defended the Canadian Open. Uh, which was at Hamilton this year. It was not in 2019 when he won. And he defended the CJ Cup, which was in Vegas last year and was at Congaree this year. Um, this is a different style of golf course that we've seen Rory win on in the past. Uh, it says it's a one-stroke victory. He bogeyed 17 and 18. With uh, 17, he had a fairway bunker shot get kind of squirrely on him and played to avoid double. And 18, he had a eight-footer that needed a two-putt for the win and kind of lagged it. Um, so it's, it was a more dominant win than it looks on paper. Um, but Birdie 12, 14, 15, and 16 to pull away. Uh, he, Funny enough, on a leaderboard with K.H. Uh, Lee, John Rahm, Aaron Wise, on a leaderboard with names like that that have won PGA Tour events, Kirk Kitayama gave him a ton of trouble today, just refused to go away. Uh, started the day one back of Rory, who had the solo lead over him and Rahm and KH Lee, all three of them tied for second. Uh, and Kitayama, birdie two, six, nine, and 12 to te- take a share of the lead with Rory. Didn't make a bogey today, shot a 67 to finish solo second. Uh, he moves up to 10th in the FedEx Cup in the short season. Rory moves up to 5th with the victory. Uh, but, yeah, Kirk Kitayama ties Rory with a birdie putt at 12. Rory's birdie putt right afterwards. He makes it as an answer. Pars 13, rattles off birdies at of 14, 15, and 16 to distance himself from the field and get a stroke, uh, another chokehold on world number one. Um, speaking for myself, at least, DJ, this has kind of felt like a world ranking. It's been a long time coming. I know Scotty Scheffler had a absolutely biblical stretch from February through April, and he still had a really great season. He was absolutely the player of the year, second place at the U.S. Open nearly put away the tour championship. Like, Scotty Shuffler has been great, but Rory McIlroy has been on another level since the final round of Augusta. That expunged some kind of demon in his head, figured out something with his irons. Um, i I texting a friend of the podcast, Max Rigo, earlier today. um, As for Rory's expectations in 2023, uh, it feels like this is... It feels like... Rory's kind of reestablished himself as the premier player in the game. He was he was there in 2019 and early 2020 before COVID. Uh he's kind of been that again since Augusta. He's been it more than he's not in his career in in full honesty. Um I feel like we've reached like I feel like we've reached gun to your head major season in 2023. Yeah, I mean he's got like I, win.
0: he's got a win one, right?
1: You you have to. And With it, this
0: it has he's one it has to be the Masters.
1: Oh, yeah, it, that would be the sweetest. But, like, with – and also with the courses you have coming up, LACC is long and wide open. Uh, Liverpool, he's won at before. Um, Like, these are – like, with those courses coming up, it's like you get your ticket or get out of line a little bit season Ferrari right now. I mean, majors. there's
0: potential for, like, an ungodly type of run this year.
1: Oh, 100%. And, I mean, I – we've both said – I think we're both – pro rory it's been pretty established on this podcast we have both said we feel like he's one major away from kind of going on a run um but he is playing such a different level of golf right now than anyone else in the world i mean even since he won the tour championship i don't think he's finished worse than fourth in five tournaments he's played uh including dp world tour um so rory is just playing such a re- like an insane level of golf um Looking at the performance table on data golf uh over. Hold on. Let me find the exact uh yeah, looking at the trending table on data golf, which he has been at the top of for like forever at this point, like basically since the Wells Fargo championship. Um Rory has finished T eighth, first, second, fourth, T fourth, and then a win today um before this week his trend index was 2.84 strokes gained per round before he won um absurd so and keep in mind another crazy thing his baseline is plus 2.5 like his baseline in trending for data golf right now he's been the number one player in data golf rankings for i believe since just before the u.s open Um, and his trending line is just going up and up and up and up and up. Um, his, uh, his true strokes gained, I believe it reached 2.96 after the tour championship. It was back up to 2.88, uh, his data golf index is 2.42, uh, John Rahm is in second with 2.1. Uh, so for reference, uh, Rory's 0.32 gap over John Rahm and Scott and Patrick Cantlay, who are pretty much sharing second in the data golf ranking is the same gap as Xander Shoffley, who's in fourth with .99, down to Sung Jae Am at eighth. Wow. Is Rory's gap between him and John Rahm. That's how much better he's playing on paper than the rest of the planet right now. Um, And his, his last 15 starts
0: worldwide, which includes all four majors for those who mm-hmm. didn't know, three wins, 12 top tens, 10 top fives, and one miscut. That's, I mean, it, yeah. in and of itself, that's a, a ridiculous run of event.
1: And I think the craziest stat, hey, the craziest thing about this, 2022 might be like the fourth best year of his career, which is insane. Um, yeah, It's like 2012, 2014, 2019, and 2022. Um, But Kyle Porter tweeted a while ago, uh, with three wins and one missed cut, this is probably going to be the eighth calendar year in which Rory McIlroy will end with at least as many wins as missed cuts. That's, eight that's eight ridiculous. times since two thousand nine, he's won as much or more than he's missed a cut. So, yeah, it 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 feels like the like it feels a little reductive with how often this guy wins. Um, if he wins five times in twenty twenty three and doesn't win a major, it's a disappointment. If he wins one time and it's the U.S. Open, it's a good year. That he's gotten to that point now, where he's sustained this. I mean, he's Rory McIlroy, so it's never really felt like, oh, it's he's just on a run. But he has sustained his play since Augusta long enough, where I can feel like Rory's just risen his floor again. Yeah, which has always been his greatest strength among the best players in the world is his floor is just so ridiculously high that he can go on runs of like if he's even playing okay, he'll just rattle off top tens. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, I mean, I feel like we're kind of talking in circles at this point. I feel like he's the The bar for twenty twenty three is picking off a major. Um, it has to
0: be at the bare minimum. It has to yeah. be picking off a major
1: for the week. For the week, this week at Congaree, he gained one point two six strokes off the tee, one point one three strokes per round with his irons. Uh, gained half a stroke around the green, 0.78 strokes putting. Uh, he gained two point three strokes around the green on Sunday. Uh, he was consistently gaining. A stroke like 1.7 strokes he didn't drive the ball super well today but he was consistently gaining like one and three-quarter strokes around off the tee before the today um yeah i mean i don't know he it it's it's, rid- it's ridiculous that like the world ranking situation you be like oh if this guy wins this tournament and it feels so natural that he just did yeah like that's the point that we've kind of reached of like, yeah, well, like if or when Rory wins and CJ Cup, he'll be world number one again. Um, and he got pretty emotional in that post-game interview, in that uh, post-round interview, uh, talking about what returning to world number one meant to him and talking about how hard he'd worked and how much it meant. Um I love the jab earlier in the week, the 332 weeks
0: oh,
1: at number one. So good. Um dude, the the Greg Norman Twitter bots, every time someone tweets about like Rory's weeks at number one. It's oh just, i know it, I, it's my hilarious. my favorite image is that they're all greg norman and he has like 80 twitter accounts on his phone he's just <laughs> like signing in and out of all of them um but yeah uh going down the leaderboard a little bit at cj cup unless there's any more i feel like we're both kind of repeating the same praises of rory i don't want to brush to buy it too quickly because he also has won 23 times uh that's one last thing i want to touch on then i'm done um uh, Rory McIlroy, this is his 23rd PGA Tour win. I believe it's also his fifth in like 15 months or something stupid. Um, but it's his 23rd PGA Tour win. Um, let me, I will list you all, I will list to you right now the players that have more wins and majors than Rory. So it's every player with at least 23 wins and at least 20, at least four majors. Okay. Tiger Woods, Sam Sneed, Jack Nicholas, Ben Hogan, Arnold Palmer, Byron Nelson. Walter Hagen, Phil Mickelson, Tom Watson, Gene Sarazen, Lee Trevino, and Gary Player. I mean,
0: that's those are that's the greatest it. golfers of all
1: time. That's 12 people. And arguably the 12 best golfers to ever play the game. Yeah, there, there aren't many people in the top 12 of everyone's all-time list that are missing on that list. Yeah. So that's the kind of error. And I think that's why we've all been holding our breath for major number five for so long is, like, we know the difference between four and five majors is when Rory's been historic. Like, what he's doing has been historic his entire career. But, like, major number five and above is when you get to, like, okay, how high does he go on golf Mount Rushmore? And I feel like that's where we've been holding our breath for it for so long. Also, he's just too talented to go eight years. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's fully in like the focus has to entirely be on those 4 weeks especially with how he played last year and then kind of having three straight great Thursdays to, to end the year uh it just looks like his mentality is different on the golf course um so
0: it's, he did something at Augusta and it just it just changed him and he's been ex-
1: unreal I think I truly do think, and there's never a way to prove this. And this gets to the point of being subjective about analysis, which I don't really love. I like trying to use numbers and quantify things more. But I truly do think that there was a part of him that treated major golf like this processional that, like, it had to be playing strategically, like trying to make pars, trying not to lose, trying to play smart. And that Sunday at Augusta reminded him that he can play the way he plays, even when it's a big tournament. Like, mm-hmm. he can be aggressive and try and go get a tournament rather than let it come to him and let it happen around him. And I really think there was something in the way he approached that Thursday that just worked for him. That he, he was so much more aggressive on Thursdays. He was so much more engaged. He looked like previous years he just passed up. And even at Augusta, when it didn't really work, like, he was two ugly, ugly three putts away from, like, an opening round 71 when not many people broke par. At Augusta. Mm. So, like, even then, like, it didn't get the results because the putter didn't cooperate. But last year in majors, there was something he did differently and something that clicked starting in that final round that just worked. And ever since then, uh, he was T2 after uh, 18 holes at the U.S. Open. Uh, He led the PGA Championship after 18 holes. I think he was third at the Open after 18 holes. Um, That was his big knock. For a long time, and so, 2022 winning the FedEx Cup again, contending and contending in all four majors, getting the 18-hole slide out of the way, getting back to world number one—like everything is in place right now. And so it just kind of—it feels like I know uh, DJ hayowski of the No Lang out podcast that it feels like we're living in the Rory verse after the first round of the U.S. Open. I think 2023 yeah. has the potential to become that kind of feeling a little bit. Uh, yeah. it's his world, and we're all living in it. So oh, that, def, I,
0: feel, I feel like we're almost already there. Just think of the year he's had, become the mm-hmm. voice of the PGA Tour. I mean, he is the face of the PGA
1: Tour right now. Oh, absolutely. He, it is.
0: Three wins, tour championship, top eight in all the majors, I believe. It's just uh, – yeah.
1: I think part of it – I do think that initially having to balance talking about Liv all the time and trying to be a great player, I think initially – that balance did like help him get out of his own head at the golf, co- on the golf course. And then I think once it got started and once he kind of got the ball rolling, I think it kind of just gained confidence. And now it's not like, now I don't think it's as much that uh, like, Oh, he's just distracted because he's talk about live all the time. I think live distracted him. And now he's like, Oh, like this is how I'm supposed to feel. I feel confident. I feel good. So yeah. Yeah. His tournaments, um, since that round at Augusta, uh second, fifth at the Wells Fargo, eighth at the PGA, T eighteen, first at the Canadian Open, T five at the US Open, T nineteen, third at the Open, missed cut at the Sedex St. Jude, which is the weirdest tournament like ever. Uh T eight, first, T two, fourth, T four, one. Absurd.
0: This so, is just ridiculous. Yeah,
1: truly absurd.
0: It's a career defining run for like anybody else on.
1: yeah. And it and it feels and it feels moderately disappointing because of the open. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, he is just on such another level. Uh, I I could I, the anyone who listens to this podcast knows I could wax poetic about this for like hours. So I'm going to try and corral myself in a different direction while I still can. DJ, any more final thoughts on Rory and his, his the year coming up? He might have and the year he's had.
0: Um, just that we're going to be talking about a lot of Rory wins this year.
1: I am right there with you. That is a sentence that I am very, very happy to agree I'm on. Ready,
0: I'm ready to look down
1: the leaderboard a little bit though. Cause because yeah. quietly, quietly, it was a really, really good leaderboard. It was a great leaderboard. There were some guys who kind of came on a little late. Tommy Fleetwood kind of backdoor to top five. Um Tommy Fleetwood kind of backdoor to top five, 66, 66, 65 in his final three rounds. Um John Rom weirdly felt like he played terrible and finished T4. Like it felt like he was mad every time I watched him. And I know like he shot 62 on Friday that was 9 of his 14 strokes under par. Um but it did not feel like John Rahm played good golf and he really had a chance to win realistically until he missed that par putt on 14. Yeah. So John Rahm probably like the second highest floor in golf behind Rory in terms of just how often he just can, like, those are the two players that, like, if you told me I need to pick someone who's guaranteed to top 10 this week, those are the two guys that I would like bet my life on because it feels like they can do it when they're playing bad.
0: Oh, yeah. Going down the leaderboard a little bit, Tom Kim, tie 11 or T11. Mm -hmm. You just talked about high floors. How it it feels like he's already getting up there because he's, I mean – so what? Two wins on the tour already. One last week, and uh, it was last week, right?
1: Uh, yes, it was. Trying one last week another tournament. We uh, we probably need to talk more about Tom Kim. We'll oh, get we to do. that near the end. We'll talk. We'll talk more people we've missed at the end of the show. But yeah, Tom Kim. Then last I'll week. I'll
0: save that question for the for the end of the show. Okay, um, whenever we get to there. But yeah, I mean Sam Burns, Billy Horsell, Aaron Wise,
1: Cage Lee. Um. K. H. Lee, sexiest man in America. Um, as he loves to be called. Uh, but yeah, John Rahm, uh, he as I said earlier, he's second in data golf rankings. Um, I think rumors of John Rahm's demise were greatly exaggerated in 2022. He was not up to his current standard, up to his standard, which is high, but he was still a top 15 player in golf, and I think he's Gonna be another top three player in golf again next year. I think he is too good to have a season like he had last year. Even though it was by any other by anybody except like five players in golf, John Rom had a good year last year. He won. He was one back after fifty four holes at the U.S. Open. Like John Rom had a good year by anybody's standards, but John Rom, and I think now he's back to that John Rom standard. Um, If John Rom
0: is back to twenty, what was that twenty twenty, John Rom? It's
1: going
0: to be a fun him, year.
1: Him him, and Rory just going back and forth throwing haymakers all year. Oh, my God. This that is, would be the this best
0: is, season of golf in a while.
1: This is always the time that I get, like, tingly about, like, narratives. Like, we could see coming up in the upcoming season, especially with – um, and uh, something else I want to talk about at the end of the show is the PGA Tour revealed uh, what events are going to be elevated. But especially with the schedule, knowing that the top players in the world are going to be at the same tournaments more often oh um, yes. Yeah, like that. Like having a year where we could have potentially a rivalry between two guys would be epic. Oh man. Um, That would be the
0: best rivalry to happen at golf. Oh yeah. In oh yeah.
1: yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. I mean, the, and it's, fans, it's not even European really fans. a rivalry because like... they're both no. great guys, but great dudes. But it'd be so fun. But yeah, uh, uh, an on
0: course rivalry that'd be
1: sick. It'd be so sick. Uh, but yeah, you uh you comment on Tom Kim, uh looking back. My new favorite golfer. Tom, Tom Kim. Kim, that's a really good pick. Tom Kim is electric. Um, the President's Cup was a true star making performance, but no, since he finished uh he finished third at the Scottish Open, which is really his like PGA tour coming out. Yeah. Since then, he has, including that tournament, he has two wins and four top tens. He has two finishes worse than 26th. In in his last 10 tournaments, he has four top 10s and two finishes worse than 26th. That's another guy. I mean, obviously, trying to hold him to the same light as Rahm and Rory when he's A, 20, and B, for my money, those are probably two of the greatest like 40 golfers to ever live. A little bit unfair. He's almost a year
0: younger than me. And he's won yeah. twice on the PGA Tour. Yes. And we're yeah, sitting here no. recording a podcast talking about
1: him. He is. I'm going to point out, too, um, there have been two players that have won multiple times before their 22nd birthday in like our lifetimes on the PGA tours, like the modern era. It's Rory and Jordan. Rory and Spieth. That's it. End of list. I've got guys who have won multiple times before they turned 21 or 22. I think Jordan was like slightly after he turned 21.
0: Yeah.
1: That's it. That's the list. And the worst of those two players, sorry Jordan, love you, but the worst of those two players has thirteen wins and three majors, and forty weeks at world number one. That's like the projection. Like I know Tom Kim is like so new to us, but like that is the projection for the kind of golf that he is playing at the age he's at. Is like, will he be a Hall of Famer by um, twenty six? Because that's what both there's of those a guys realistic are. realistic path for him to get to that level. That's what both of those guys were, they're the only two guys who have done it at that age.
0: Uh, it's just, I'm it, I'm usually not one to put the expectations on guys like that, but I mean, you have to two you wins to. before you're 20 or before you're 21 is, it, I mean, like you said, it's just insane and puts him on pace with the Rories and the speech of the world. And if he get, if he's anywhere near as good as Speed, I mean, he's he's an all time great, but yeah. It's just absurd, and his coming out party at the President's Cup—that was—he's like he's one of a perfect star for the PJ Tour. Losing some of these guys to live, he's gonna be, hes gonna, hes
1: perfect to be a star on the PJ Tour and a perfect international star,
0: too. Oh, yeah. Like
1: get getting getting a guy who, like, I don't know—it it, it's it's cool to see a phenom find his feet that quickly, and there's something to be said. And I talked about this with Kala Morikawa a lot too. There's something to be said for a guy winning the first couple times that he gets under the under the pressure, like under pressure. Because a lot of, as much as I want to respect winning and like consistently winning is still a skill within itself, but a lot of winning is luck. Yeah, a, a lot of what goes into winning a PGA tour event when it can come down to one stroke over 72 holes, a lot of it is luck
0: That's for
1: Tom Kim to win the first two times that he's really had a chance to. That completely changes the confidence, and it's the same thing with like Colin Morikawa in majors for him to win the first two times he's got a chance to do it. That might completely elevate not only the fact that he's won two majors, but it might change Colin Morikawa's career outlook to a two-major championship kind of guy to like a four- or five-major championship kind of guy. Because just having that confidence and knowing you've been there before that young, you get so many years of feeling bulletproof. Yeah. And so there's something to be said for a guy like Tom Kim finding that success so fast. And that's, I think, the most exciting thing about him in this run to me is that Tom Kim has the talent to be a phenom, but he also – his confidence is only building. He's not, like, coming up short and, like, having heartbreaking losses or, like, hooking one to the trees on Sunday that might make him tentative next time. No, like, so – it's kind of like when you're playing golf yourself and you have, like, an eight-footer on the first hole. And, you know, if you make it, you're going to have a really good day putting. But if you miss, you're going to be really, really nervous over every other putt. Yeah. It's like Tom Kim just had 12 footers in the first two hole and ran them both right in the center. And It's like every putt he looks at until he's 30, he's going to think he's going to make. Yeah. And so like, that's kind of the start to the career analogy that he's really having. And So that's the most exciting part about that to me.
0: Since the Scottish um, Open, he's played 10 events. He has, yeah. I think, four top 10s. Two more top 15s and two wins. Yep, nuts.
1: At 20. Nuts. 20 yeah, he's 15, He's fifteenth in the world. He was born in two thousand two. He's fifteenth. <laughs> that just makes me feel
0: bad about everything I've ever done in life.
1: No, I agree with you one hundred percent. How yeah, much? Need- how
0: much money has he made on PGA Tour already?
1: God, too much. It, like that was what uh, the the Kyle Porter question is. Does Does Tom Kim become the PGA Tour's all time leading money winner by the time he retires? If he
0: stays on this, because like yeah.
1: the the purses are about to go way up. He's going to get his full career. Um, t- some golfers that Tom Kim is ranked ahead of: Billy Horschel, Cam Young, Hideki Neiman, Shane Lowry, uh, Keegan Bradley, who also won a tournament. I think that was last week. Tom was two weeks ago. Yes. Um, Keegan Bradley, who's won a tournament recently, which is a weird sentence to say. Um. I'm trying to stay away from live, guys, because I know that's a bit, like, up and down uh, in terms of, like, what's really getting included. That's not a conversation for this podcast tonight. Um, Daniel Berger. Tom Kim is 28 spots in the world rankings above Daniel Berger.
0: That's a crazy sentence to say. Such a sentence. But, no, he is. I I just did the math. How much do you think he's made?
1: How much I think he's made seven million. Not yet. he's at four point six. Okay, he's, was, gonna get up, he's gonna be up there soon. Oh, he will. He might win his next start. For all you know.
0: Facts. That's true. That's true. Is there anybody else you want to talk about down the
1: leaderboard? Um, I mean, it was just not, a, it was a really good leaderboard all around. It was a star-studded leaderboard. There are a lot of guys in the range of like. There were a lot of guys that really didn't disappoint me, like Hovland and Cam Young finished T23, Morikawa T29, Hideki and and Ricky Fowler T34, we'll get to Ricky later, JT T40, Scotty Scheffler T45, like this is a really good field, these are a lot of weeks, like there's nobody that I really want to be like, do we have to talk about this person? Yeah, Um, sure. Hmm. Santa gala T67 first round 79 was just a top scene um but we we move forward um but yeah no i uh that's all i have for the cj cop do you have anything else anyone you want to talk anyone you want to touch on just
0: that Congaree is a great golf course when you move there
1: Congaree is sick. It's so I love cool.
0: Congaree. I got to go so to the cool. uh, when they had the Palmetto Open when they canceled the RBC, the Canadian a couple years ago,
1: mm-hmm. we
0: went out there on Saturday, I think. And it's it's such a fun course. It is so it's a difficult walk, but it is such a fun course to watch people play golf.
1: That was my main takeaway of watching the coverage today is Congaree is so cool. Like, oh, meaning, it's amazing. Um, they played uh, what is it? The Bermuda Championship when Gary Kego won.
0: Yeah, that's when they canceled the Canadian because of COVID. Yeah, that was Congaree, right?
1: Uh huh. Yeah, this is such a cool course. I mean, it it gives me Pinehurst vibes. Yeah, but I can like see it. a little more linksy. Um, yeah. the sand the in wide every aspect and sand. is so cool. It's cool to see. It's just cool to see guys strategize their way around. Like Rory's a great bunker player, so he was just firing right at bunkers because he wasn't really afraid of them. Yeah. And then other and like also the way the land is like undulated and the way that curves and slopes and letting guys kind of be creative with that and play away from pins, hoping that the ball would move around and roll. Congaree is like Congaree is the kind of course that I want to see the PGA Tour play more often. Me. A course that makes players like think their way around and take different approaches. And it doesn't just try and make them all hit it long and straight.
0: Yeah. And there's, like I, – I don't remember what hole it was. We followed Brock Everett a couple of years ago when we went. And uh, there were some holes that it's just – you either go for it and you make it and it's a great shot. You go for it and it – it's like – it's a high risk, high reward. And there's just so many holes like that on that course. And it's just so fun to watch any, any professional golfer play that course.
1: For sure, no. It's it's just so cool. Big fan. Um, yeah. If that's if, is that all we got for the CJ Cup? Are we? <laughs> I hit the mute button like two seconds too late. Crap. How oh, good. Um. On that note, is there anything else on the CJ Cup that we'd like to touch on? Any more names, or uh, are we good to move forward? I feel like there are a lot of people in here. We're going to have a lot more opportunity to talk about. This offseason and this I upcoming year. Good. I think we're good. Uh, if that's the case, let's jump over to CJ's home country, Korea, the Republic of Korea, South Korea, and see Lydia Ko won a tournament today.
0: What a week. 68, a 68, week.
1: 66, 65. Oh, God. I mean, she uh, – I believe she shared the 54-hole lead with Andrea Lee, right? Um. Yes. Yes. Yes, she did.
0: Who went 66-66 to start, which is absurd.
1: That is absurd. I mean, if you start 66, if you shoot 17 under, you start the week 66-66, and then you f- shoot five under on the weekend, you'd think you'd win that golf tournament. Would you not? More times than not, you are. You Like, she won the non-Lydia Coe division.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, that. that's the way that I'm phrasing it for Andre Lee's sake. Andre Lee, I want to get to in a second, but I want to give Lee, Lee Ko, who obviously won the tournament, the grace of being the top headline about it. Um, talk, back about, nine,
0: talk about A
1: phenox. back 9-31. She, yeah. she led Lee by one at the turn. 30-10, 11, 15, 16, 17 to pull away. It's just silly. It's, it's silly golf. It is silly golf.
0: And we and we talked she, about it with Tom Kim, but, you, I mean, you talk about just phenoms just taking over the tour. That's what, her 24th or 25th win on the LPGA? Yep. And she's 25?
1: Uh, Lydia Ko made one bogey all weekend and four Went. bogeys all week. She made one. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And she, was, and she was 13 under for the weekend. She made 14 birdies and one bogey in her last 36 holes of golf. That's just, I mean. 32, 30, 32 34, 34, 31 in her last nine holes. That's her, her last four nines. That is.
0: She has 31 30. professional wins across all tours that she's played on. And she's 25 years old.
1: Yeah, Lydia Ko is, like, four years older than us. Like, <laughs> yeah. we forget that all the time because she's just, like, she's been playing since we were in middle school. Yeah. So we forget, like, how, like, young she is.
0: She turned professional if,
1: when? If Lydia Ko had turned professional two years ago and was winning like this, we'd be calling her the next big thing. Oh, yeah. But she's not the next big thing she's been doing this for eight years.
0: Turned professional in 2013? What was I doing in 2013? Oh, I was in, what, sixth grade, seventh grade?
1: I was in. I was graduating elementary school in sixth grade, <laughs> which my school went to sixth grade in Virginia. I don't really understand it. Um, but yeah, no, that was like she has been playing. She God, how many tournaments did she win as a teenager? Again, hold on. Um, Let me find this real also, fast. Can we t- uh, she won
0: a major at eighteen years old, which is just ridiculous. Winning anything at 18 years old is insane, but making a major is just, just Hall of Fame stuff.
1: So. so Lydia Ko was born in 1997.
0: She won a LPGA event at 15 years old.
1: Yes, multiple.
0: Do you know what I accomplished when I was 15 years old? Nothing. I was a bench warmer on my high school football team. <laughs>
1: Lydia Ko won fourteen times, including two majors, before she turned 20. <laughs> that's just stupid. Fourteen. Rory has won 23 times on the PGA Tour, and he's 32. Lydia Ko's 25, and she's won 18 times. I mean, this that's...
0: is silly. It's silly. I mean, what? How many wins is she going to retire with?
1: Oh God! So it, it like so many, all of them, all of the wins.
0: I mean, we're we gotta. I mean, triple digits is out of the question, is it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's think big. Um, I want somebody to get there. I mean, I don't know. It it really does. Her, she won one time between July twenty sixteen and April twenty twenty one. Um. I don't really want to get into the mismanagements of Lydia Ko's career and the sources of them. I have not read enough on it to talk about it today. Nor do I want to weigh down the issue of her winning with this. Um, she's thirtieth in all time wins on the LPGA tour. Uh, the top ten is forty one.
0: She's. I mean, she should be a lot to get there.
1: I mean, I don't want to call anybody a lock to win 25 more times, but she's got the talent and she seems to be kind of back in a place that she's comfortable and she's found something that works, whether it be on course with caddies or instruction. And Lydia Ko, when she's comfortable, is the best women's golfer. I mean, Jin Young Ko and Nellie Korda, I mean – God, like every time I look at the Rolex rankings, I'm like, oh, man, no, they're the best player on the planet. Um, Nelly Corda has not really had the chance to kind of assert herself since those blood clots in her arm last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but 2021, she looked like she might be like a seven or eight time major champion with the way that she was able to play at her age. Jin Young-Ko has been on top of the world rankings pretty much the last two years straight. Uh, Lydia Ko has climbed out of the doldrums and kind of reasserted herself. She's won three times since October 2021. Uh, I believe I have that right. Since April 2021, three times. Uh, She's up to fifth in the world rankings. I don't know if that's... That is as of last week. She's probably going to climb up higher. Uh, Minji Lee has won two of the last, like, seven majors. Like... This is this such a star-studded LPGA field right now, everywhere.
0: The LPGA is in the best spot it's ever been.
1: It's so good. And, like, keep in mind, we have had this entire conversation, all of this, about, like, the best players in the LPGA Tour and, like, how great of a state it's in. We haven't talked talked about Brooke Henderson. <laughs> yeah. who's Who's won how many tournaments now? 12 and she's like 26. I think. Let me see. Double check that I'm right before I move on. I want to make sure that I'm fact-checking myself. Uh, wrong place to look. Yeah. Oh, Brooke's 25. So Brooke Henderson's won 12 times at the age of 25. We haven't talked about her. We haven't talked about Lexi Thompson. We haven't talked about. Nastuaka, we haven't talked about Jennifer Kopcho, Se Young Kim, Danielle Kang, the other Korda, Jessica Corda, Celine Boutier, Leona McGuire, who's really found her footing. Like th- there's so many good players on the LPGA tour. Yeah, so many, and it's in such a good spot. Like it's, the U.S. It's o- the so
0: U.S. Open, cool. open is at Pebble Beach this year.
1: That's gonna be amazing. Oh, the U.S. Open's open. That's so sick. Um, but then I wanted to like a I want my main focus. I wanted to point on Lydia Ko. Women's golf is in a better place when she's contending on winning tournaments.
0: One hundred percent, one hundred
1: percent. I wanted to go through some of the results she's had this year, uh, just for fun. Uh, so she won the Game Bridge at Boca Rio in January. So since January, top t- uh, tied for 10th Tournament of Champions, won the game bridge, tied for 23rd, tied for 12th, tied for 25th, tied 18th, through March. Now we're through like Masters Week on the men's schedule. Since then, since the Palos Verdes Championship on April 28th, tied 3rd, tied 12th, 5th, tied 4th, 4th, uh, one tied for 46th, tied 3rd, tied 5th, tied 7th, 4th, Tied 16th, tied fifth, third win.
0: That's
1: – I mean, that's a whole we, thing we, run in and of itself. We just had a 30-minute talk about how ridiculous it was that Rory was playing <laughs> like that, and she's done the same thing since literally like the same week.
0: That's just – I mean.
1: That is – I mean, that's a career for a lot of golfers. That is 14 tournaments with one win. Fourteen tournaments and eleven top fives, DJ. Eleven. And how were, were there were there any miscuts in there? No. In fact, uh, let me look let me look and find her last miscut. Let me go back in this database and find her last miscut on the LPGA tour.
0: I mean, that's just absurd to have that run and not the miss Hei- a single cut.
1: The Heigel Air Premier LA Open, April 21st of 2021, is her last miss cut. She had an opening round 78.
0: My God. That's, I mean, just to not miss a cut in that long is
1: – In fact, hungry. over this 15-tournament over this run that I talked about, there was one three or two three round tournaments to factor into the math. But this is a fifteen tournament run, fifty-eight rounds of golf that she's played. Is, I'm hold three, four. Five <laughs> over par rounds in her last 58, and two of them were the weekend at the KPMG when it was, like, plus three that won. My God. I mean... This is ridiculous golf that she's playing. That, I mean, that's Hall of Fame, like... I mean, this... Yeah. I mean, there's
0: not many people playing better golf in the history
1: of the sport than that. No, that's ridiculous. Um... And before we jump away or jump too far, uh, I want to shout out Andrea Lee. She's 24 years old. Uh, it's her third season on tour. Uh, finished runner up. Again, we talked about open with two straight rounds of 66. Shot five under over the weekend and lost somehow. Um, her five starts over the last month and a half have been a T fifth, a win, a T 21st, a sixth, and a second.
0: That's really good golf.
1: So like those that legitimately might have been the two best women's players on the planet right now in terms of like current form. Just going at it this weekend. It's so good. Um but yeah, I'm I'm curious to see. I haven't seen a projection. Uh Lydia's probably gonna jump up. I think she might jump Nelly um up into fourth. Um, Andrea Lee is currently 53rd in the Rolex rankings. That's outdated for how well she's playing right now. That'll definitely rise. Yeah. Um, God, women's golf is just in a good place, dude. I'm excited for this upcoming season.
0: Oh, me too. It's. Good. I mean, we got two great seasons of golf. Great. LPGA, PGA is going to be just ridiculous.
1: Great seasons. Great season. So yeah, and then uh, before we jump off. Uh, Hold on, I no do one, want to mention no,
0: uh, no, no. I'm, I'm, Min Sol Kim, is that how you say her name? Uh, who? Sorry. Min Sol Kim, she was an amateur, shot a 64, held the opening
1: round lead. Oh, I missed that. Just, Whoa. just absurd. How did I miss that? And uh, the
0: amateurs in yeah. women's golf right now, the, just the, the amateurs that are out there, Rose Zhang, I mean, there's so many good ones.
1: You could like if you looked me in the eye and told me Rojang was the best women's player in the in the world, I probably wouldn't like. I wouldn't argue. argue. I mean, like you could legitimately a- tell me that she would she could have won an LPGA event by now if she turned pro already. Um, that Stanford women's golf team is ridiculous. So good. Um, but yeah, we've had this entire conversation. We haven't even gone in depth on Jin Young ko who's like been the best player on the planet for forever. Um and she had to withdraw this week after a really tough a uh, really tough opening. I started 80-79 and withdrew. Um she's finished T71st cut cut withdraw on her last four starts. Uh this was her first start in 2 months. Um I don't know what's going on. This seems to smell a little fishy. Um but I hope that she can return to form soon. Let me do a quick Google search and make sure that I am not missing something big.
0: Uh, well, I, I do want to correct myself. Miss Kim actually was not the uh, 18-0 leader. She was one Who back was? of the lead. Oh, okay. oh
1: God,
0: I'm going to butcher this name.
1: Athia
0: Is
1: is. Oh, she's second. First. She's second in the world right now. From Thailand? Yes. Yes. Yeah, she's second I mean, in the like Opening round there. 63. Sheesh. And,
0: I mean, there were four.
1: That's right. Okay.
0: There were four golfers this week that shot all four rounds in the 60s. And Andrea Lee was one stroke away
1: from doing that. That's right. I forgive the ignorance a little bit. I, it's been months since the headline. Jin Young-Ko, uh, this was her first return in two months after a hurt left wrist. She's been uh on the sidelines for uh eighty seventy nine. Very clearly needs more time. Uh, I hope she recovers and gets back into form soon because she's also a really really incredible player. And women's golf is just better with the more incredible players are going. So as of that, that is where the Rolex, the incumbent Rolex number one stands. Um. But that is the state of women's golf, is that Lydia Ko seems to be trending towards Lydia Ko, we know. Jin Young Ko seems to need a little more time for her wrist. Um, Andrea Lee is playing incredible golf. The amateur is an incredible state. LPGA is in a really good place. It is,
0: and it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. It's going to get so much better.
1: The youth of all the talent. I mean, even Jin Young Ko is 27. The yeah. youth of all the talent is crazy. So, like, every every single star is, like, under the age of 30. Yeah.
0: For, oh, yeah, for sure.
1: So, yeah, I'm excited to see the state of the LPGA going forward. Um, it's just a it's just good tour. It's a good tour. It's a great tour. More people need to watch, and I'm I sure agree. we're not the we're not the only people banging that drum in the world of golf. But I'm going to continue to be one of the people slapping a hand on the beat. Oh, we need to.
0: We have to. I
1: have to. Um, before we get going and wrap this podcast episode up, it's been a couple weeks since we recorded. I want to go through some of the stories in the world of golf. Uh, obviously Lydia Cohen, and Andrea Lee were the two on the LPGA tour. I feel like we've kind of circled our wagons on those a little bit. Um. But Ricky Fowler is playing good golf.
0: Yes, he is. Yeah, and
1: I I need your commentary on this, Ricky Fowler. are do you have hope? Do you feel it? You know, we seemed a little pes- I know we seemed pessimistic on him preseason. Where are you now, on Ricky Fowler? Oh, I
0: have way too much hope. Way too much. The Butch Harmon effect. I mean, come on. He looks. I mean, outside of this week, he didn't look amazing. He had a. A really rough Thursday. I don't remember. I don't know what he ended up shooting, but it was, I know it was a really rough round on Thursday. But I mean, Ricky has looked just like a completely different guy this year. I mean, he had the the flash in the pan last year at uh at the CJ Cup, but I think it was CJ Cup. He got a solo third. But I mean, let me let me pull up what he's done this year. But and he's yeah, been I, have, I have it
1: right here. He finished T six at the Fortinet. Uh, 67, 72, 69, 69. Uh, T2 at the Zozo. I believe he had the 54-hole lead before Keegan Bradley ran him down Um, with uh, 67, 63, 66 to start a closing 70. Um, And then the T34 this week, he did miss the cut of the Shriners, but he missed the cut going 70-70. So, like, that's yeah. just a low-scoring tournament. Um, He has two rounds, three rounds, higher than 70 this season. And in if you told the me that last
0: year that I mean 14 that's he's a played. great spot for him to be. Of course. He's just, he's just it feels like he's minimizing the mistakes more this year than he, he was last year. Cause it just felt like last year if he made a mistake, I mean he was I mean he was done.
1: DG he's not he's not even putting well. I know. He's a hundred he's hundred and fiftieth in strokes gained putting. I know He's gaining nearly three quarters of a stroke approach the green yeah his iron play has been insane and I know it's a small sample size but his iron play has been ridiculously good
0: and I know we, we talked we've talked about it on one episode before a couple episodes I think he always got lumped in that group with the space the JTs all of them and obviously he he wasn't what those guys are but I mean this guy this is a guy that can be a Top fifty golfer, like, I mean, just that's at at his at his peak. That's what he can be is just a consistent top thirty, top forty golfer that can pick off a couple wins. Hopefully, can start contending at some majors again because I mean that was when it it used to be or Ricky pulled up at a major and it was just bam automatic. Just felt like top ten, but. If we can get back to even half of what that Ricky was, I'll be a very happy Ricky Fowler fan.
1: Absolutely. I mean, again, we've said this phrase ad nauseum about a bunch of people so far today. Golf's in a better place when he's playing well.
0: It is. I mean, he is one of the – he's not the the biggest brand anymore just because of the other guys. But, I mean, this is a guy that used to be the draw for kids to get into golf. And golf's a much better place when he's – uh, 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 good and and still one of those biggest brands. Oh, on, was to, what is he in the world right now?
1: Why is he not on the PJ website? I know. I was gonna say I was. I had his foul. I had his uh profile pulled up in front of me, and it wasn't there.
0: One oh two. Is that
1: that's that is, crazy? That is updated after
0: Congaree So yeah. I mean, this is this is a guy that. He's going to, if he keeps playing this, top 25, top 30, top 40 golfers is what he is.
1: If I had to set an over under for you of 40 and a half of what his world ranking is going to be by the, like this time next year, 12 months Mm. from now, is it higher or lower than 40 and a half? Is he in the top 40?
0: I might be, I might be drinking the Kool Aid a little much here, but I'm, I'm going to take, under, that he will be inside the top 40.
1: I'll be – I'll go against you. I'll take the over. I think he's going to get close. I think he's going to be closer to 40 than 100, like, like uh, compared to now. Um, but – If we
0: can just start getting, getting Ricky back in majors, I mean, that would just be amazing. Didn't play the Masters last year. I, he didn't – I think he was, like, first alternate for the U.S. Open, if I'm not – mistaken i think i think he was the
1: first alternate left out
0: yeah i'm ricky's so fun at majors the year i don't remember what year it was but he finished top five in every single major was i
1: mean 2014 absurd absurd 14 he finished t8 at the phil pga did he really yeah
0: that was just a weird tournament
1: that was a weird week. He shot a second round, 76, but other than that, he basically played as well as Phil did. I mean, he has he has
0: a T2 in three – a T2 or a solo second at three of the majors and then yep. a, a second – or a third at the PJ Championship. On his Wikipedia page, there's a lot, of, a lot of yellow on the majors. A
1: lot of top tens. I would. I, but it's been a while, but it'd be good to see Ricky kind of come back to being that guy.
0: That 2018 Masters, I uh, wanted him to win that thing so bad. Was on 18 when
1: Patty Reed made the putt. Oh man, that! I know you weren't there, but Patrick Reed had a lag putt on 17 that hit the stick and stopped shorter than it would have been. That thing would have run off the front of the green.
0: God, if Ricky had won a masters, could you imagine how uh, he was already absurdly popular? Could you imagine if he had won a freaking masters?
1: He's beaten Patrick Reed for one. <laughs>
0: yeah, that would have made it ten times sweeter.
1: Yeah, no, I can't I can't even imagine. But I'm just glad I'm glad he seems to be playing well again.
0: Yeah, I, I'm just hoping he just does this throughout the year because, like you said, it's just a better place when he's
1: when he's playing at his best. One hundred percent. Um, you had one question you wanted to ask about Tom Kim before we go. It's probably the last, probably the last thing we'll mention before the end of the night. Oh yeah, so you you
0: were you were talking about high floors, John Rom, mm-hmm. Rory, the two highest floors in golf, easily, no debate.
1: Yes, one hundred percent.
0: Tom Kim's 20 has two wins competing in every event it feels like it what is his floor and when do we put him I'm not saying when do we put him in that conversation because he's 20 years old I don't want to just heap all those expectations on him but I mean he's got to have I mean he's got to have one of the top 5 highest floors in golf it feels like and at, at does rank.
1: I, I want to see more of a sustained run a bit from him he has so since the scottish open um he has the like the 10 tournaments that we talked about he has three top threes and another top 10 but that is still like like as great a golf as he's been playing and he has two wins and he has a third of the genesis Mm -hmm. that's still four top tens and 10 starts that's not near the tier we're seeing from Rory and Rom, and he is twenty years old. So I don't want to give, I don't want to grade him on that same scale. Um, I still think he's kind of below the Xanders and the Cantleys of the world of guys okay. that you like. I think Tom Kim is in the level of you're not as surprised when he's in the top ten, but you're still like, oh, good Tom Kim week. Oh yeah, like it feels like there are tiers to consistency a little bit. Tom Kim has really quickly reached that third tier, and it feels like the fact that he's in that third tier by the age of 20 means he's only going to get better. But he's in that tier of – you're not surprised when he's in the top 10. You're like, oh, cool, Tom Kim playing well. There's tier two of, like, the Xander Cantleys of, like, uh, duh, they're playing well. And there's, like, Rom and Rory that are like, oh, Rory's in sixth. Why is Rory not playing better? Yeah. Like, that's the three – that's, like, the top three tiers to me a little bit. Still feel like – I feel like Tom Kim needs to sustain having five top 11s and 10 starts for, like, a year or two before I'm willing to be like, yeah, that's, like, a floor thing.
0: Yeah. If if he gives me a, another season of – obviously not two wins in, what, like, how many events? Less than 10? Two, two, two twice in less twice. than his last 10 events.
1: He also won twice in four starts. It's two in his last two of his last six, but it's uh two and four starts.
0: Obviously, it, that pace is just not sustainable. But if he gives me another season of these of just being this good, I mean, I, I, I'm almost I, I'm not almost ready to put him in now. But give me a full season of this, and we and we can have this conversation again.
1: I agree, one hundred percent. Just
0: the showing at the Presidents Cup, he was so much fun at the
1: Presidents uh, Cup. That, that was a star-making performance. I know we didn't get the chance to talk about a recap of that tournament. That was so fun. That was it so was fun. amazing.
0: The international team, I mean, made it interesting too. I just should add that in there. Made it a little more interesting. Yeah, than it should have probably been.
1: Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Then it should have been on paper. Yeah, I mean.
0: Tom Kim like, and Cam Davis; those are probably my two favorite golfers to watch that week.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're, we were talking earlier in the week if a, like a good over under was like twenty for the yeah. U.S. and it was 12, seventeen and a half, twelve and a half. Now to toot my own horn, I picked eighteen to twelve as the final margin. Yeah, um, I picked but, twenty to ten. I mean, do you know how fun it is when the Presidents' Cup is like a potential match during singles? Yes. Like when you can feel like, oh wait, if this thing goes right.
0: And I mean they were I mean they were a couple holes away from really making it like like a, a really close match. Really close yeah. event.
1: Oh yeah. Some hot some very volatile spots that really could have gone differently. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, just what a week that was. But um can't wait for Rome.
1: I can't wait for Rome. Rome is going to be incredible. Um, I can't wait for the content that comes out ahead of Rome, too. Um, especially if Rory and Rome keep playing like this with how stacked the U.S. team is. Oh, my God. Oof. Oof. I can feel it. I can feel it. But it's going to be unreal. Oh, oh it's going to be unreal. On that note, Mr. Cadden, do you have any more further comments about the world of golf as of this week? Anything that's happened over the last few weeks we haven't able been able to record? uh mm-hmm. that you would like the space to share or if you want to give a little do a little victory lap on me for your Buffalo Bills um as and as the podcast is uh, become completely divided i am an eagles fan i am also a patrick mahomes fan um and dj is a bills fan so there was a i i'm what i'm hoping and what QB we're both won. hoping is an afc QB championship won. preview yeah yeah i wanted to give you the chance to go for the victory lap around
0: that's um, all I need to say. Oh, let's let's, pod, let's talk yeah. about one more thing. The mm. fantasy teams. Haven't gotten a chance to add of the money yet. but we've Oh, already, yeah. We've already had is – we've only had one winner, right? We had Tom Kim – you had Tom Kim win. I haven't had anybody win, have I?
1: Let me triple check who these teams are. I have them stored in a note somewhere. I want to make sure that I'm not forgetting anybody. Um... Doo-doo-doo
0: yeah i think you're the only one with the win. i have itself, rory right? i have oh, rory yeah, yeah. and tom kim So you've got you got a huge start to the season
1: here so i got i got a i got a big boost um a little bit uh, yeah those are the only two winners we have so far in the season but it is also october so sure, i sure. i'm not i'm not getting cocky about any big lead yet but um
0: I yeah that's voice.
1: Yeah, I I trust him. It should be a good year. i I hope I hope it gets close I, I know I know it's not, I'm not gonna be the only one of the two of us that has a winner all year. So
0: if that happens, something has gone terribly wrong for my team. For my <laughs> yeah, top that would be, my top four players, something has gone terribly wrong.
1: That would be really unfortunate for uh <laughs> Scotty Shuffler, Wills Alatoris, Cam Young, and Sam Burns. If you you could get pretty good odds if you tried to lay a bat on all four of them, not winning a PGA tour event. Yeah. So yeah, I I think I think you're gonna be in a good spot. Um but yeah, that's all I have for today. DJ, if you have anything else before we sign off. Other than your QB wonder, QB one. Um,
0: I hope this freaking stone passes in the most painless way possible.
1: Yeah, if we're all we're all uh, I know everyone at home too, but I uh, myself included a uh, for a – as quick and as painless a recovery as possible. I hope this thing clears up as soon as possible for you, dude. Uh, I hope you're up and at him as fast as you can be.
0: Me too. I appreciate that, cause man of this is brutal.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I feel for you, dude. I'm sorry, but uh, on that note, everyone here wishing wishing DJ well on his recovery. I have been Ryan. He has been DJ, and this has been another episode of the Double Cross Podcast. Thank you all for listening, and thank you for sticking around this long. Have a great rest of your day.
0: See you all next week.